0: everyone, my name is Sarah Sun and welcome to the first podcast of 2021. I am your host for today's episode of Think with ABD. Here at Analytics by Design, we are passionate about driving the conversations that are shaping our future, all through the power of AI, technology, and design. Today, I have a very special guest with us, actually one of the latest partners to join the ABD family. Eric is the founder and CEO of Advanced Analytics and Research Lab a full-service analytics consultancy here in Toronto. He helps clients lead industries by working with them to analyze, track, measure, report, benchmark, predict, and optimize their most important activities. Eric has worked in various capacities in consulting, analytics, business development, finance, and academia. He applies his knowledge from various disciplines to challenge industry standards and push the boundaries of analytics and productivity growth. Passionate about education, he's taught at the Ivy Business School and spearheaded his own workshops in Toronto on topics such as data science, statistics, economics, econometrics, strategy, and analytics. Not all work, Eric is actually a fun and friendly individual as well who loves to learn everything about the world. He's an avid photographer, pianist, and volunteer, as well as a certified barista. Hmm. He loves getting to know people and he's never going to turn down a coffee chat. He's worked with and for organizations like Toyota, PwC, Honda, Toronto General, the Daily Bread Food Bank and the Ontario government. Eric, you know, we have a couple of different hosts here at ABD and I think one of the things that I'm most known for is actually, I love to talk to startups and co-founders and CEOs and I want to know, like, what inspired you to found this company?
1: It's a... It's a question I get asked a lot certainly and and actually kind of a funny cliche one. i I remember I once went to a startup conference and um, the speaker right before me said, "Hey, you know like that whole you know wait uh, you had a dream come to you, dream idea come to you, and you you woke up and you started the business thing. that's all fake, like that never happens. And then I was the next speaker and I said... Yeah, actually one day I had a dream (laughs) to start this business (laughs) and, and the next day I launched it. Um, it's a little bit more, more, more than that, of course. So, you know, I had worked in, in, in a bunch of different industries prior to starting my companies from, uh, as your intro said, finance to strategy, to business development, to academia. And I've always been fascinated and curious about data and using data. Right before I started my company, a couple of things happened. One, uh, I was working at an events manufacturing think tank and I was talking to a lot of different organizations and CEOs in manufacturing and they were, we were trying to understand how events manufacturing in Ontario is being innovative compared to the rest of the world and all that. And I always ask them because I'm interested in analytics, Hey, do you use analytics? How do you use analytics? And to my surprise, a lot of people don't even have analytics on their radar. So I, so I thought, hmm, that's kind of weird. As I was finishing up my master's degree and ha- having previously worked in PwC analytics consulting, uh, did a brief, uh, brief summer there, I decided to apply my analytical skills in ways that I thought was the most impactful that aligns with my value, which is I want to work with nonprofits. I want to work with small, medium enterprises in in the local environment, but also all across the world to drive value with analytics. So I went out and tried to look for jobs to apply to in analytics uh, in that sphere. And I couldn't find any. I thought that was really weird. And I asked a couple of my friends, like, hey, have you guys seen Uh, analytics openings in this specific area. And they're like, no, not really. There's a few here and there. So I thought, hey, that's weird. So two things here, obviously there's, so two things. One is there's obviously a need for analytics. That was very clear to me since I was kind of young. Uh, When I was going through, you know, three of my degrees, I have always thought, hey, data analytics, super important. And number two, there was a gap in the market where there is, there's no way for me to, find a job to service small media enterprises. There's no organization that does that. Maybe I'll start that on my own and see what happens. So did the really cliche thing, you know, um, told my parents that I wasn't gonna find a job after I graduated my master's degree. Said, hey, give me a few months. Let me live in your basement <laughs> over the summer. And, I'll, and, and if this works out, I will, I will keep going. If not, I'll go find a job. And that was four or five years ago.
0: Um, since then, you know what, there's, it feels like there's a, a lot more companies that are now really are, are focused on analytics consulting uh, and serving like small, medium-sized enterprises. What makes you special? What's what's your value prop? What are some of the names that you've worked with?
1: Oh, that's a, there's, I think three big topics in there I want to address. So one <laughs> is as much as analytics and data science becoming popular. I I don't see a lot of people competing directly against me. Sure, there's a lot of consultancies, um, you know, your big companies, uh, Deloitte, PwC, Slalom, Environics, just in Toronto. And those guys certainly work with like the bigger companies. And if you're in Toronto, pretty much, that means the five major banks and the financial sectors here. Beyond that, there isn't a whole lot of, Analytics support that a small, medium enterprise or nonprofit can get, particularly in, in something that's a little bit more uh, service oriented. So there's a lot of consultancy, but not a lot of services. And an analogy I like to use is, you, know, you, you, you can hire a, a fancy kind of professional accountant, but you also need people to run your payroll and to do your books and do all the mundane day-to-day stuff. So certainly we help a lot of organizations first get their basis, which is you know, uh, uh, the basics of data analytics strategy and reporting. And then beyond that, we have over the years developed a bunch of different proprietary algorithms, frameworks, problem-solving um, uh, processes that can be reapplied to many of organize- many different organizations. So in that sense, we're able to be brought brought into an organization very quickly and help them solve a lot of their low-hanging fruits and bring in value with their data in a very practical manner. And when you think about, you know, there's the fact that there's uh, analytics consultancies and services, but then there's also a ton of data science products out there. We want to position ourselves somewhere in the middle where we, we, we're really good with, first off, implementing and using all those products to drive value. But also we are kind of, consultants who are able to then say okay what is the big picture so actually being able to have the big picture overview strategy but also uh, being in day-to-day and actually picking up the phone and talking with the frontline workers and fixing issues and things like that so that's I think on a high level what's a little bit unique about our organization
0: I absolutely and love that I think you're you're absolutely right that a lot of companies, like the small, and medium-sized, the not-for-profits, having worked for a not-for-profit before, they're quite frankly they're just overlooked, right, by a lot of firms because they don't they're not able to spend the millions of dollars a year in consultancy or services, and so they just fall further and further behind. And it's it's so nice and refreshing to be able to talk to someone who's passionate about making sure that they don't actually fall behind in their analytics or their data journey
1: our mission statement, it's, it's a little bit lofty and, and, and we're perhaps repositioning it a little bit. But it ha- for me, has always been democratizing analytics. So first off, democratizing maybe is a bit of an overused term perhaps. Um, but we're trying to bring the sophistication in data science from PhD level people and all those products and bring it so that everybody is able to use it. So what does that mean, right? It, it could include education, include it could in, include just your everyday general implementation, right, so what does a little cupcake shop in Toronto, uh, what could they do with analytics, right? There's, if you think about, you know, very advanced analytics, maybe not so much, but there are certainly things that can do in the entire spectrum of analytics, going from, you know, collecting data to uh, strategizing on what information you should be using to then descriptive, predictive, optimization, and how do you bring it to small, medium enterprises and nonprofits? Bring that analytics capability in a cost-efficient and economical way.
0: So what's your? What have been some of your favorite projects that you've worked on so far?
1: Yeah, um, so I'll, I'll give a few examples, and I'll talk about my favorite type of projects. So. Um, right now we're working with, um, uh, university hospital network. So Toronto general Western hospital foundation, we, we help them manage their analytics for their fundraising. So, you know, descriptive analytics, we're helping them bring optimize optimization model into their fundraising activities and kind of figure overall strategic, uh, uses of data and analytics. We're also working with Toyota. So we're working directly with the executives in manufacturing. So we're working with three of their manufacturing plants in Ontario. And we're bringing analytical uh, uh, capabilities to them. Uh, I can't say too much into detail what what that means, but it's certainly super cool because um, I was actually one of the, I was the only person that was invited to their innovation forum uh, a couple months ago to actually speak with the entire plant about what analytics mean. So I talk about what analytics mean for you as a person. So I talk about you know how, how does how do people split their time out during the day to, um, I have a toothbrush that does analytics on how much time I brush and, and the sensitivity and whether I'm using mouthwash and all that stuff. Um, and obviously I know fitness tracking, all that stuff, but then also analytics in their, in their working life. So what is analytics in a manufacturing setting and, and things like that? And then I wanna talk about actually some of my um, uh, favorite type of projects. Sure, analytics in traditional businesses, you can bring analytics into any of your business process, whether it's accounting, finance, marketing, sales strategy, uh, strategic management, things like that.
0: There's analytics
1: to be used throughout all of that because what is analytics? It's decision-making with as much information as possible. Uh, using the mathematically optimal uh, and uh, available analysis for you to make the most and best decision you could make. So certainly there's a lot of traditional uses of analytics. But my favorite type of analytics is where the analytics and data science fundamentally changes the economics of the business. So of all the projects we've done uh, for the past couple of years, there's been three instances where the project itself became so helpful in bringing down costs, or uh, giving good information to the right people or able to optimize revenue in a different way, that three of the projects actually been spun out into separate businesses on its own. So either we're working now with our clients to to take that piece of algorithm and sell it to other people, or we're establishing joint ventures to, to pursue that business opportunity. So that's super super cool to me, and certainly something that that happens a lot with us. In analytics, can be both you know improving business incrementally and and kind of continuous improvement, but also um, it could be you know game changing for your for your organization.
0: Eric, I wanna call out. I love this quote. You know, my favorite types of analytics are the ones that fundamentally change the economics of the project. I would almost argue that. For most businesses, this is the only type of analytics worth doing.
1: I think, so I think you have to approach it from a cost benefit perspective, right? So when I say the type of analytics that changes the business economics model fundamentally, a lot of times those projects are treated uh, out of the innovation arm or the innovation budget. Whereas there are a lot of analytics being done also in kind of traditional business processes. So that's that's like one distinction I, I, I want to make. Um, and whether it's worthwhile, I think that's a really interesting qu- question. So obviously the incremental improvements, those are not as high ROI as the fundamental changes in business model. Sure, that's totally true, but it's still very much worth doing, especially when you take into account the fact that the whole point of analytics is for you to figure out what is the highest roi type of initiative activity that you should be focusing on so that's one and then number two you're not able you're not going to be able to do that whole you know uh, what we call like unicorns or holy grail of analytics if you don't cover your bases so certainly it's a it's a journey where you go from a beginner where you're still collecting data and you're using excel all the way to you're using machine learning to change your business and we want to take every organization out there and, and say, where are you on this journey and how can we help you get to the next level?
0: Oh, I see. I see. I, I totally agree with you. I think there's definitely value in, mul- in the different types of analytics that you're pursuing. But I, I agree with you that the most exciting things to work on are the ones that that actually fundamentally change the way they're looking at analytics internally. <laughs> um, on that note, you know one of the questions that we get at ABD constantly is is how if I'm interested in analytics and I really and I'm trying to get started, how do you have any advice for people who, you know, are curious about analytics and are thinking about making this a career?
1: Right. Okay. So uh, certainly, I think I think someone in my position, you know, um, in general, my advice would be. Clearly define your your expertise and your passion. So those are two different things, and people, I think, sometimes get sometimes get that mixed up, right? Every time I go to an interview, you know, people tell me, "Hey, I'm a curious person. I love data science." You know, in my last job, my data science job, I do this reporting and that reporting. Sure, that's all. That's all fine. You have to cover the bases. But number one, uh, figuring out, I think, your your passion. So what type of what industry or area of analytics do you want to do so that more focused on you know do i want to do analytics for financial companies or museums or i want to do analytics on zoo crms looking at animals and their behaviors that's all very different type of analytics so defining that passion i think will really help drive direction and help you understand where your path is and how to get to where you want to go. Number two thing is, where do you lie in terms of skill sets in data science? So whether you're a data engineer, a business analyst, a data scientist, a machine learning engineer, um, you know, there's a whole spectrum from business to technical that you could be on. So defining your expertise uh, on that and is super important. And then I think the last thing I will say is to figure out um, what makes you what makes you stand out, right? And it's this is like even more general kind of I think, job interview tip. But I, I see again, I see this over and over again. People, you know, come will come to the job interview and um you know kind of blabble on about you know what type of experiences they have, but you know, a the, first off, the only thing I need to know that's covering the basis is what technical language do you know and are you familiar with, right? So for me, there's three things. There's the scripting language, so Python or R generally, but you know MATLAB, Stata, whatever, and then BI tools, and then there's infrastructure tools, so AWS, GCP, um, uh, Azure, things like that. So that's the kind of the three buckets of technical skills, and then you have your quantitative skills, which which more pertains to, okay, are you good with time series analysis? Do you know how to do a regression? And how, how, how do you use a regression and things like that? Um, you know, again, because analytics, the topic is fairly popular now. And, you know, everybody has taken the Coursera course by enjoying. Um, so it's like, that doesn't make you stand out. And then if I could give one last tip, it's uh, have a portfolio. So it's surprising to me how, you know, of maybe 500 people that apply to our position, only maybe one or two people actually say, hey, here's a report of something I've done, or you can check out this portfolio.
0: Eric, I want to, I would like to end this with my favorite question for startups as well, which is also for someone who is thinking about tack jumping into the entrepreneur life uh either being part of a startup or founding their own company what piece of advice would you give them
1: just do it <laughs> a there's no better way to learn how to be an entrepreneur than be entrepreneur and be really the fear of getting started is the only thing standing in the way to launch a business i like i can launch a business in a day, no problem, like from idea to launching it. Doesn't mean it's gonna be good, but you can launch it (laughs) very, very quickly with all the technologies we have available. I'll give you an example. Um, There was one night, Friday night, I couldn't sleep. I had this idea about starting a plant business. So I think it was like 1 a.m. in the morning. I registered the website, built the entire website, had a business model done, and I was ready to take orders the next day. Like it's not hard to start, but you just gotta start, and then you'll figure out okay what works, what doesn't work, and then you do the whole you know lean startup process, figure out where the challenges are, figure out your product market fit, whatever. But the first step just started. And again, you know, I, I will say this also, you know, from a regulatory standpoint, it is super easy to start a business. Like if you register. Uh, with federally incorporating your, your business, you'll have the license back, I think within 24 hours and the form maybe takes half an hour to do. And it's what, $400. Like it's not that bad. Yeah.
0: yeah. I've used that before actually to incorporate <laughs> myself and I got my incorporation feedback. And to your point, I was shocked at how easy it was.
1: And, but I will say, okay, so starting the business easy, uh, sustaining it hard, very hard
0: yeah
1: making it really good very very hard (laughs) so not to say doing a startup is for everybody obviously you know the stats you know majority of startups fail um, especially if you're a first time startup founder but you will not get better education than to start something and fail provided you don't you know lose your house or something right like you can Start and experiment with your idea for very minimal cost, for the most part, unless you're like have to build a factory or something. That's a different story.
0: (laughs) It's very true. It's, yeah, it absolutely. Um, Eric, I really enjoyed our chat today. I think it was a a really fun combination of just learning about you, I think, as an individual um, and, and your company, and also just peppered with some really great, quite frankly, life tips as well. So, I know I for one am really excited to have you as part of the ABD family and I just know we're going to we're going to see you more and more through our events throughout the year. So for all of our listeners out there, definitely stay tuned. Thanks a lot Thank for you your so much, time Sarah. today. Yours. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Friendly reminder Comments, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast do not constitute as business or investment advice. Comments mentioned by the podcast participants are solely their own and do not reflect the views of Analytics by Design and its community. Until next time, I'm Sarah Sun, and stay curious.